listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Kelly Jensen. This is the October 21st, 2022 edition. On this week's episode, I'm diving into three books that are perfect reads for emotional wellness. October is Emotional Wellness Month, which means thinking about and putting skills into place about emotionally handling change and challenges that come up in your life. It's self-care, but with a focus on the emotional side of your well-being. That means you're getting three nonfiction books that might fall under the self-help or self-development category, but I don't think a single one of them is what you might associate with quote-unquote self-help. But before I get to that, I want to tell you a little bit about Reading the Stars by Book Riot, which is our new book, and it will help you better understand how your zodiac sign shapes your reading life. If you, like me, are a Libra who prefers balance and fairness, uh, there might be certain books that you would like to read. Maybe you're a Pisces who is emotionally intelligent but demands a vulnerable memoir. We can give you recommendations in the book for that as well. Reading the Stars offers book recommendations to help you build on your strengths, explore areas of growth, understand your own sign, and learn about others. Whether you know your birth chart by heart or just getting curious about astrology, Reading the Stars is for you. Through October 31st, enter to win Book Riot's Reading the Stars with an obvious state celestial print, notebook, and tote bundle. You can find a link to the giveaway in the show notes. And again, you should be able to find Reading the Stars by Book Riot wherever books are sold. And now for our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Diana Dixon has a busy summer and no time for tall, gorgeous hockey player Shane's shenanigans. Because you know what? If they shenan once, they'll shenan again. So she thinks she knows exactly who he is when he moves into her apartment building. But turns out Shane's sick of hookups and tired of being on the rebound after his long-term girlfriend called it quits. But when his ex comes back into the picture, he needs a plan. And who better to play his new girlfriend than his sassy new neighbor? So a fake relationship might be perfect for Diana's own ex issues, but Diana is used to living by the rules. Will she learn that when it comes to love, rules are meant to be broken? Make sure to check out The Dixon Rule by L. Kennedy. L. Kennedy is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author with over a million copies of her books sold. So this is going to be another banger, y'all. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the first book I'm going to talk about is Radical Compassion by Tara Brock. And let me start by saying that one of my favorite quotes about compassion comes from Jack Kornfield, who says, if your compassion does not include yourself, then it is not complete. And one of the things about emotional wellness is building this compassion for yourself. And so this particular book is really great for learning how to do just that. Compassion for yourself can be tricky. We can be pretty good about feeling compassion for others. And I would argue that book lovers are especially compassionate people, but that compassion might be a little harder to turn inward. 
it's really easy to be critical of ourselves and to blame ourselves for our mistakes. I know I do, and this is something that I have been working on for a long time. So Tara Brock is a psychologist, and she is a really big proponent of meditation. But even if you are not somebody who meditates, you'll get so much out of radical compassion. The basic premise of the book is an acronym, which is RAIN, R-A-I-N. And RAIN stands for Reflect, Accept, Investigate, and Nurture. These are meditation, but they are skills to put into action whenever something happens to you that could be easy to beat yourself up for. So for example, imagine for a moment being stressed about something. Pausing to use the RAIN method helps not only ground yourself in the present moment, but it invites you to take that stress and do something with it. How can you reflect on what is stressing you out? How can you accept it? Is there a way to investigate that stress and determine where or how it can be lessened? Or is there something you can do internally to help you weather this particular season in your life? And finally, if you think about nurture, it's a reminder to be kind to yourself as you would anyone else going through a tough situation. Brock's book shares all kinds of stories from her students and how they use the RAIN method to build their own self-compassion and self-kindness. It is going to explore trauma and some rough experiences, so know that going in, but they're not played out in a way that feels gross or manipulative. They're really purposeful examples of how the RAIN method could be helpful and empowering. One of my biggest takeaways from this book, and one that I hold on to, is the idea of living above the line and living below the line. So above the line means you're not living in a trance or a daze, that you're really able to live in the moment. And then living below the line is when there's this fog that is kind of leading you around rather than you directing it. It's a really fascinating and useful metaphor for considering what it means to have power in your own life. And, you know, it comes and goes. Sometimes you live above the line, sometimes you live below the line and being able to pause and reflect on where you're at can be really, really helpful, particularly for developing that self-compassion. If you are an audiobook person, this is a really great audiobook as Brock performs it herself, and she has a really great voice that is both soothing and empowering. And that is Radical Compassion by Tara Brock. My second pick is Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance by Jessamyn Stanley. And if your first thought when you heard the title of this book was that you don't do yoga and yoga isn't for you, then this book is exactly the one you should consider picking up. Stanley is an incredible yoga teacher, and her position is at several intersections, black, fat, and queer, among several others. And she gives such great insight into what it means to accept and love yourself while practicing the principles and philosophies of yoga that demand actions and behaviors that then create the same space for others to love and accept themselves as they are. So whether or not you practice asana or the physical postures of yoga, Stanley's essay collection is an outstanding read for those who are wrestling with big questions and big concerns in today's modern culture and society where Each person fits within these issues. As they span cultural appropriation, they span fatness, colonization, and capitalism, and so much more. They're explored through the lens of the Yoga Sutras, which are the philosophies that form the bedrock of the ancient practice and that have nothing to do with headstands or handstands. And for those who do practice yoga, Stanley offers a really outstanding explanation of why sitting back and practicing good vibes only, I say that with quotes, I hope you can hear my air quotes here, um, is really BS. So this particular book gave me a lot to think about about my own biases and prejudices in ways I had not before. There's this one essay that really made me pause and think 
about how I teach yoga. Um, I'm a yoga teacher. And I have a lot of feelings about people who really push for finishing certain poses or like striving to hit a certain pose. And I think that American yoga focuses so deeply on postures and poses, but it's only one limb of the eight limbs of the practice. And this particular essay, Stanley agrees, but she's also able to really articulate why for some people who practice yoga, the focus on these poses really does matter. And it's not necessarily because it's at service of their ego, but it's because it's the only way they can really settle down their ego. And it's such a cool reversal of the script that I too frequently stick to. And um, being forced to kind of sit with my own thoughts and feelings on this uh, was really powerful. And really, that's the whole point of the book um, is sitting with discomfort, moving with discomfort and speaking with discomfort. And that's the why and the how of yoga, finding ease in these otherwise dis-easing situations, but not allowing yourself to be complicit with them. This book is not meant to make you feel bad or less than, and instead it's meant to help you break down some of your own biases and understand having them as part and parcel of being human. It's what you do with what with those biases that really matters. And sometimes that doing is choosing not to do anything at all. And in hustle culture, that can be pretty dang powerful in and of itself. That is Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance by Jessamine Stanley. And finally, my last pick is You're Not Listening by Kate Murphy. And I talked about this book when it first published a few years ago. And it is a book I constantly reference or recommend because it's that good. There are shelves and shelves of books about communicating, things on how to give a speech, how to negotiate, how to be effective in relating to others verbally. But so few take on what Murphy does in this book, which is listening. And so I want you to just think, like, when's the last time you really felt listened to? What was it that made you have that feeling? Chances are it wasn't someone interjecting their own experiences or sharing an anecdote that may or may not be related to what you shared. Rather, what made you feel listened to was what the listener brought to their engagement, which was curiosity. This, Murphy says, is what makes someone a really great listener. They don't one-up or interject. They don't parrot or offer offer hollow sentiments back, rather they engage with curiosity, asking questions that encourage the speaker to dig deeper. Every page of this book was fascinating and engaging, and it made me think a lot about the role of listening in everyday communication. It also made me think a lot about online communication and really cracked open what makes some social media tools like Twitter great for broadcasting, but maybe ineffective for real conversation. Listening can't help happen because people can too easily forget that listening involves engagement rather than inputting their own ideas or thoughts without quiet or even maybe prolonged thought. I found one of the sections about conversations with strangers particularly surprising. Like, I dread listening to a seatmate on a commute, but Murphy cites a study that explained that people who really practice listening to their seatmates rated their commutes better than those who chose to sit in silence. And the right kind of listening and the right kind of curiosity can take a potentially dreadful situation and make it something to really look forward to. People are interesting, and it's through listening that we kind of get to discover that fact. Data can be helpful in a lot of arenas, and it can be combined and cold online. But of course, it's not a real substitute for real listening, as data isn't vulnerable. And it's vulnerability that connects us to each other. And real vulnerability is about allowing the space to listen, to thoughtfully inquire, and to allow quiet and space and pauses in conversation. And that is You're Not Listening by Kate Murphy. And that wraps up today's show. All of these books are excellent as standalone reads or 
read one another and read them together for some really powerful, actionable information about how to amplify and access your own emotional wellness. Thank you so much to our sponsor today, and thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink, and of course, thank you to you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com, and don't forget to check our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or you could just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You'll find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash allthebooks. Remember, if you are a fan of all the books or all the backlists and you want to show us some love, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We sincerely appreciate your reviews and your reviews help other book lovers find us. You want to find me? I'm on Twitter at Veronica Kelly Mars. And in the meantime, as always, happy reading. Happy reading.